0: Good evening, meat suits. The box is locked. The lights are on. It's podcasting time. Welcome to Read and Weep Season 4. We're just three guys with perfect opinions about pop culture that you can't get away from. You're still here. I don't know why. It's been a while. I'm your host, Alex Falcone, recording today from North Koreatown, Los Angeles. And in the Red Square from Portland, Oregon, he's about to put a hurt on it. It's Mr. Anthony Lopez.
1: Excited to be here. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Team Red Ready, hitting the button.
0: (laughs) And in the blue square, from the woods of Arkansas. He's gonna get you he's gonna hit you so hard it'll wall smart. It's Hunter Donaldson.
1: Hello,
2: I am (laughs) RoboHunter, and I'm here today. Oh you've got a a new voice! Can't
0: totally understand you, but you're a robot.
2: It can do more stuff is all I'm trying to let you know. There's other stuff it can do that I've been... I'm trying to make this mixer go several years of of, of gas. Oh,
1: you're rolling these out slowly. Yeah, I really love that. It sounded less like you were trying to inform us and more like you were threatening Alex. You were like, this, this can do a lot more stuff, Alex. Don't think you can't. You better
2: watch out.
0: I, but great choice. That's the perfect one to roll out for this episode. Um, before we talk about our topics today... I'd like to start by thanking a meat buddy, specifically one who remains mysteriously anonymous. If you'd like to join that person and not get a thank you segment because you just wanted to give us money and didn't want us to talk about you, and this maybe is violating that, but hopefully not, you can go to Mitreon.com and join the legions of meat buddies who keep this show uh, and let me just say circles.
1: to uh, this anonymous person giving us money, uh, Mrs. Falcone, thank you very much. <laughs> I have... <laughs> appreciate it i don't know if you
0: mean my wife or mother but either way i appreciate them supporting yeah
1: um
0: i uh i'm so excited for for today's episode we have three segments as usual first up the news and there is so much going on in the news right now right boat boat plug got unstuck matt gates turned out to be exactly who we always thought he was Lil Nas X. Yeah, I,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Did that actually count as <laughs> well, I mean I lost a bunch of money in Vegas in terms of what I thought the thing <laughs> that was going to bring him down was. I thought it would be, you know. You know, working with criminals, but it turns yeah. out it was nope. So I, I, the, it was the thing, thing was, that he, he took pictures of himself doing all the time. Yeah, it was that's the thing. Is the odds <laughs> were so low on that one that yeah. I was like, I'm not, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's low hanging yeah. fruit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: uh, what else is going on? Little Nas X made shoes with human blood in the soles, and Nike sued them because that's not how they normally roll. Big update to Cyberpunk 2077 dropped, which doesn't change enough um and of course it's infrastructure week lots and lots of news but the most important thing going on right now for us to talk about is my friend hunter got his blu-ray box set
2: oh i forgot we were we, opening i didn't tell this. you That's for sure i was still up in the
0: yeah. air and i decided there's so much interesting stuff going on but you were just so stoked about this box set and i want to talk to you about it so you've talked about this a couple times throughout the last year um, this is the mm-hmm. uh uh this is the the collection this is the official
2: it's called the world it's called the world of Wong Kar-wai um it's a criterion collection box set based off a new um a new remaster that uh he did of uh seven of his uh feature films and it's basically all all the really good ones that you would want i guess there's like a few that were left out but they're it's all of his like moody ones that you would encounter and that he's known for basically. He's also done some some movies that are like uh like martial arts oh, type movies and those were not included because they would just would not make sense with okay, the other that, ones. So it is because they wouldn't uh, but make but they sense. It's not good just good. that they can
0: sell you The World of Wong Carway Part 2.
2: Yeah, actually it is a little weird to call it The World of Wong Carway and that it doesn't include every right. single one of his films, but whatever. <laughs> um they're they're freaking well. So just to remind beautiful. everybody, they're crazy this is, pretty. Uh,
0: you waited for this for a while. It came out, I believe, like a year years ago. I've been waiting for this year or two ago. And then, but you wait till it goes on fifty percent off because it is too expensive. And
2: uh, no, that was actually not my opinion oh, this, for this box. They could have see. Don't tell them, but they could have charged me probably not anything, obviously, <laughs> obviously they couldn't have charged me anything, but they could have gotten pretty stupid with it. And I would have been like, damn, <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> like, I just wanted it so bad. It's the most, uh, not to be just co- make it super consumerist. Cause this is like a really, uh, kind of special product to me. Uh, but, but no, nah, it's, uh, it's so, uh, I've been watching through them, uh, in order, uh, and, Every, every one of his films has been, thus far that I've watched, uh, they've been made so, so much prettier than they, than they used to be that you, it's almost like some of them just feel like completely new movies, to be honest. Like, it's so based on, all of his stuff is so based on, you know, the photography and the mood and these things are like if, if this is like what your movie is about, like the best the best parts of your movie is just how pretty it is, doing a remaster and making it prettier is gonna have a really It big almost af- seems you know, if like they did sh- like a remaster. It almost seems too of- much.
0: It's almost too good to be true
2: yeah well and
1: also yeah you know i'm sure i don't know how criterion goes with this but there is especially in the last few years there's been a big sort of pushback about a lot of films as they get released on new mediums they go and like readjust the color grading Oh, so yay. like famously mm-hmm. like the matrix movies um when they were released on dvd they were like is piss green, because they recolored it. Yeah. So when they re-released them on Blu-ray, if you... we got
0: to pause on that. Piss green? You are very sick, Anthony.
1: Very ugly green. That like is a pissy yeah, green. Like I understand a pissy what green. you're you know what saying. It's not supposed to be like.
0: green. If that is well, what... It's not-
1: Piss it's looks not like. mine it wasn't mine this was theirs Right. this is what they did and then like the like the lord of the rings movies just came out on like blue like 4k blu-ray recently and the color grading is pretty drastic on those as well how much um, okay so
0: how much would that affect you personally anthony watching the matrix and it's it's greener like your unhealthy pee.
1: uh i i personally don't like it especially because like Well, with The Matrix, it was weird because, like, the first movie has its aesthetics. And the second one, second and third one, those are the ones that they shot and color graded specifically for green. So when they remastered the first one, they changed the color. Oh, they made it match match. the other
0: one. Yes. And I think
1: that actually hurts the first film. So I do like that you can see it. Would you have noticed if you
0: just watched it or do you have to see them side by side?
1: No, I mean, you definitely with The Matrix. I mean, there's tons of examples of this. The Matrix is just the most famous because if you look it up, you can obviously tell, this does not look how I okay, remember. Well,
0: okay, so, so that's what, so if you you could, my first question was, could you tell? And then my second question yes. was, could I tell? And you think uh, yes for me too?
1: I, I think if you knew the, mate, if you remember, hey, the Matrix isn't this color. Uh, <laughs> uh, well,
0: that's what, I mean, what, I, I'm trying to remember what color the Matrix is. It's been a long time. I do not remember. <laughs> and in fact, I the mean, last time I watched the Matrix, it was on a very bad TV. Mm. So, meh.
1: Uh, I, let me try to find you some photos. Well, this is The photos, to. obviously,
0: you could prove it to me, but I just yeah. wonder my color memory. So,
1: Hunter, yeah, I mean, uh, I would definitely suggest look up just image like Matrix color grading. Yeah, you'll find tons of images. <laughs> uh, people I'm comparing just, the, them. The, the, my question see.
0: is about my color memory. So, Hunter, do you, is this immediately watching the the your new box set? Are is your color memory reacting, or are do, are some of them just like this is beautiful, oh, yeah. but I don't remember uh, what well, it was? Before. Okay,
2: so. Well, I want to, so the the thing, it's good that Anthony's bringing up color because color is the thing that could make or break it. And I've not, I've not finished every movie in the box yet. And so there is a little bit of drama because, uh, the color could be, I mean, like, like let's, so let's think about In the Mood for Love, the movie, the only one of his movies that we've watched for this show. Uh, the color in that, could you imagine sitting down and being like, all right, the, we need to make the color better. So it's just hard to imagine that anyone could make that movie look better. And I haven't gotten to that one in particular yet. So that to me is going to be the real test um, because the stuff I'm watching at this point is like really early nineties stuff that like, I've probably, I think I I was able to watch one of them on Netflix at one point. uh, And it was not, it was maybe it was like a, a DVD like like a 720p copy of like it it just i haven't seen these movies in very good formats because you know not every single one of his movies has been such a big hit that it was important for there to be a very good copy of it like i think i watched this very first movie the other day i'm pretty sure i've only seen like uh, a like a basically almost vhs quality just like avi file that i like pirated sure. or something you know
1: especially if you're looking at people who made like foreign films were made on sort of lower budgets and stuff like that there's definitely like uh it, it gets to the point that when you try to watch those older movies on sort of you know lesser quality dvds or blu-rays or whatever you know like they're not necessarily going to the original negatives and digitally restoring mm-hmm. them like the way the right. um, the criterion collection does right like these are like they went back, they I'm not sure if they did it for this one, but they usually do, but like actually went back to the original negatives, cleaned them up, and then, you know, did yeah, all that yeah. stuff. The, like- no,
2: they they so so Criterion didn't even do this. Wong did this himself, and then Criterion is the just dis- they won the distributing rights uh, in our yeah. region, essentially. But the Criterion actually did not I mean, they they made a box and man, it's a pretty it is box. Indeed. Like it's like the prettiest <laughs> box they've ever made. Uh, just as a box, it's a pretty. You know, if you just like boxes, I would yeah. recommend it on so that alone. If, you're one if you of those do like cool who boxes. buys
0: really nice boxes, you're gonna love well, this set.
2: You know, <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah. oh, look. just just push me. I'm down to sell it on the level of yeah, box look, quality. Do you know how many
1: cats listen to this podcast? it's True, this right? is
2: a very a popular cats, show.
1: <laughs> they and they, no one loves boxes like cats too so
2: uh,
0: this is a very beautiful box i'm looking at it it's nicely done um i'm into
2: it it opens like a it doesn't even make sense the <laughs> way it opens that that part is like not very practical especially that i'm i mean i'm watching these movies like i don't know like every other day so like opening it over and over it feels weird because it's like a piece of art you know and you just gotta oh and i i got I saw the other day, I was looking at it, and I could see where, like, I got a little grubby little Mm -hmm. finger mark on it, where I guess there was, and I was like, oh, my God, I ruined the box. Like, I need to, like, (laughs) buy a new copy and have that one where I can't touch it. I just love the idea
1: of you buying, like, a $160 box and a bag of Cheetos and bringing them home in the same day (laughs) and being like, this is going to be awesome. And just getting (laughs) Cheeto crumbs all over the box. That's that's True. who I am.
2: That's
0: I what I do. <laughs> I love it. Well, congratulations, buddy. I'm so glad that it finally happened. Uh, I'm glad that you have it and I, I think it's worthy news for us to talk about. But let's move along to our anchor yeah. segment today All right, so it is time for segment two the homework. So our homework for this week it's Alex gets a treat week after slogging through some some rough couple of times for me uh I especially <laughs> last week I had some rough goes of it it's time for a treat uh something that I'd already watched obviously the second it came out which is BattleBots it's BattleBots tournament time the 2020 World Championship tournament just wrapped up a couple weeks ago and it has been an incredible season um let me catch you guys up for those of you who are not watching BattleBots F- first of all you obviously remember BattleBots originally airing from 1999 to 2002 on Comedy Central Uh, which was branded as Comedy Central Sports, uh, which will be an important word for later, Uh, then revived in 2015 on ABC briefly before moving to where probably where it should have been all along its true home of Discovery Channel in 2018 and has been running, this is third season
1: over there now, uh, I believe, Uh, or yeah, third season. Anyway, uh, it... Uh, briefly yeah, after that big juicing scandal ABC couldn't handle it anymore and well, kind of it, dumped it yeah. It, it, yeah.
0: it always seemed a little too niche for ABC when ABC was doing it I was like I don't know if people like like I don't know if the rest of the world cares about this like I do I don't think they really do and then abc showed it for a couple years and was
1: like no we really don't it's the executive with the cigars like that's what they said about lost it was too niche (laughs) but it was a giant hit for us well so
0: the the other (laughs) this is actually it was part of their summer lineup and we we talked about this on uh my the spinoff podcast about top chef we did an episode last year called sports uh with two z's which is that every summer all the big networks put out a fake sport of some kind. This is where like the American gladiators live, or um the uh wipeout where the people fall in water or Ninja uh, Warrior is a perfect example. Like they do like the big networks do, or they'll do like celebrities playing tug of war or something. The Rock had a fake sport show um briefly. Uh, the best of these is um the one about miniature golf uh, which if have we talked about um uh the show uh why can't i think of the name of it right now uh, holy That's moly the that a the that rob Riggle hosted,
1: yes. hosted by, i've heard very good things about it but i've never seen it
0: brilliantly by joe Tessator, who's an actual golf announcer and rob Riggle, and it is i mean so it is by far the best sports show i've ever seen uh holy moly is it's made by the same people who did Wipeout, so it's got a Wipeout aspect but they're also playing miniature golf and it's just and it's just Steph Curry, like, is also somehow running the show. He's b- a big part of it, but it's just so stupid and so funny, and I like it every time. It's just really great, and Rob is a big part of why it's so good. But um, so these are so BattleBots. Briefly, was a sports for one of the big networks, but it really deserved to be on Discovery Channel, who not only um, has done this show, but they also did a spinoff this year called BattleBots Bounty Hunters on Discovery Plus, um, <laughs> which is really fun.
1: Uh, is that? I don't want to know what that's about because I want to just imagine yes. that it's about it is a robot doing yes. bounty hunting. World. It is
0: definitely less good than you're imagining. It it is probably just a battlebots turn mini tournament, but it does sound like it's uh, they're out like uh, like Tombstone is out with Baby Yoda trying to find some money. Because
1: I mean, that's the the end of the natural end of battlebots is the bots becoming self aware and then taking um you know. This, toning is, on their humans. this is
0: definitely the part that i worry about the most about this show because i love everything about this show except the fact that these are probably going to end up killing me one day um mm. so let me okay. well
1: i mean if it makes <laughs> it feel any better i've been going to dog fights for god 10 15 years at this point and dogs still love me that's so I don't,
0: I don't know yeah I mean, that's what yeah. makes
1: them so easy to collect you know they just kind of trust me uh, uh, <laughs> take him to my this take him to my friend Michael's house. um Well, you know my friend Michael. He got me into it. He got in trouble for it a few years ago. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, sure.
0: You yeah. and you and Mister. Yeah, my boy boy, Mike, Mike, real know. close. Um. So let me tell you about what we watched this time around, though. So I asked you guys to watch some, at least some portion of the tournament. So there's a regular season for ten or eleven weeks, and then they do the tournament at the end. Um, after a postponed 2020 tournament because of COVID, BattleBots reconvened at the end of last year in a bubble and came out with a new season that had uh hands down some of the best fights I've ever seen on the show. Uh and with three-time champion Bite Force sitting out this year due to virus concerns, we knew we would get a new champion for the first time in a little while. The season featured the maturity of some novelty bots from previous seasons including huge and mammoth both showing that they're actual contenders and not just amusingly large plus uh like ribot jumping from being cute to actually being menacing and then tombstone the only winner besides bite force on the since the reboot uh shocked the world by going a terrible one and two in the regular season and then getting eliminated in the second round of the tournament plus chomp who put on 500 pounds of quarantine weight but wasn't enough um and multiple college teams really turning up the heat like mit's sawblaze yeah. and despite all myself, these
1: people just fighting so hard for the giant nut which yes. is my favorite type of entertainment yeah they, they really want that do on die. Die. Yeah, that, yeah yeah is there, fighting over a big nut okay uh, so
0: my two i should say my two biggest concerns about battle bots one is they eventually turn on us and the other one is this is a a little too dude heavy as a show, and the fact that they're all competing for a giant nut only makes that a little bit worse. That
1: joke I was maybe. Really, yeah, well, I was really surprised by uh, how diverse in terms of gender and, um, you know, sort of race. This was there was some, uh, yeah.
2: there, there was more that I would say, Alex, from an outsider's perspective. I was also I also noticed it was a little more yeah, diverse I than mean, I maybe. I was, I was expected. expecting a
1: lot less uh, women, a lot more bad facial hair. Um, <laughs> that still
2: that. And it's, still, it's still very, I want to, I want to couch what we're saying though. It's still it's very, so dude, like, and you're right. You're, you're not, you're not wrong, but I, it's funny if you, if you don't watch it, you're just someone checking this out. It, it actually does do a little better than I maybe like you would have the, the, only the only thing, thing a that pack, bugs yeah. me
0: about it is the bot whisperer, Um, the, the, uh, who is their like expert ringside who tells you more details about fighting robots. It's like a former contestant who's now helping the broadcast team. Mm-hmm. Their broadcast team is these two white dudes and the show is mostly white dudes. And they were like this year, what we need another white dude who has nothing to add. And it was a really weird choice, right. uh, for that position. Um, and they've slowly, uh, the, the, woman who does the reporting from the pit pits who walks around and interviews people while they're repairing their robots. She got less and less screen time. This time they cut back for roots screen, screen time this year. Um, the announcer. So it, it feels like it's made some progress, but has stalled at the like well, 5%. I,
1: I do. I also, I, I don't know a lot about this subculture, but I'm going to take kind of a big swing here <laughs> and say that the lack of, you know, uh, people of color and women in this maybe isn't as necessarily anything like institutional like you see in a lot of other places and more about these are fucking weirdos who hang out in weird workshops man. and uh most women I know or people of color have literally millions of better things to yeah. do than make murder these robots. These guys are um,
0: weirdos and I like them so much and I still am like... Ugh
1: you're a little bit weird for me like there are more diverse and like you know women at MIT as well they just have better projects and want to work on stuff that's like useful and practical it can make the world a better place yes. Uh, yes rather than the guys in the dorm who are like I'm going to put a saw on my, you know,
0: you right, right. this- uh, So, that really- <laughs> energy. These my two problems. They're going to kill us all, and that energy. But let's go back to yeah, the it's positive it's- for a They
2: are just mean Roombas, <laughs> though. Like, can we just say that for a second? They're just mean, nasty, the nasty Roombas. Roombas. They're like bully I, Roombas.
0: I've actually wondered why none of the big robot companies have, like, entered a Split like, as a as like a gag where it's like, yeah, we have a, we have a Roomba with a saw and here's like Boston dynamics sent a robot. This year. So can
1: give, have Honda give Asimo a handgun yeah. and he'll <laughs> fucking just clean up.
0: I <laughs> mean, you're not allowed <laughs> to projectiles, but yeah, that would be awesome. Um, yeah. Or, or just like Furby comes out with the
2: murder yeah. r- Furby. Uh, the, oh, well, this is I, just, genius. Just a, a sponsored
1: I, segment, a sponsored tournament. Thinking about, I believe, is it, is it a Simpsons episode? When Bert gets really into Battle Bots, oh no! Um, and he he's having trouble making a robot. So Homer climbs inside the robot, and like they start winning, but Homo has to keep fighting these killer robots <laughs> in a big metal suit and getting hope. That's funny. Uh, that. That's what this reminded oh, me. Oh man, we I just wanna... the,
0: the JPL could bring one of their Mars rovers just with a saw on the front of it. This is fun. Um, so other things about this season that were really interesting, a couple of very controversial judges decisions, including, um, new top douche Hydra, where they just welded a bike rack to the front and kept the other robot from getting anywhere near them and still won, uh, by boring everyone to death, I guess. Uh, but as per usual, the tournament, the tournament was dominated by Sturdy. Low to the ground vertical spinners with Whiplash, Tantrum, Endgame, and Black Dragon all contesting the semifinals, and the British team Endgame becoming the first international champions of the sport. I
1: thought they were Australian. Yep. Yeah, they were. from, they? from yeah. Auckland. Yeah. yeah, they were. They were uh, not Australia. New Zealand, I believe. New they Zealand. Was, That's what yeah. they were New, Zealand. From New Zealand. Yep, yep. 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 And there's also that Brazilian team that had my the best thing that happened yeah, in Black these Dragon. five hours. Of, <laughs> Uh, content I had to watch, which in four hours of Zack Snyder's Justice League, a lot of cool shit happens. Uh, But this was (laughs) five hours of occasionally. But the Brazilian team uh, I think they won the fight when they were on fire. The yes, whole they were time. on fire for almost the uh, entire
0: three minutes, which is one of the coolest things that's ever happened on the show.
1: That was pretty sweet. Yeah, that was Especially because their name involved like dragons. So oh, yeah, it, was it was just like the it, irony it was, of it. it well, was, no, they
0: do shoot fire. So it was their own yeah. fire. One um, of. Oh, but
2: it like had malfunctioned I, or what I what had happened?
0: Believe, well, I think actually maybe it was maybe it was a battery fire, but they Yeah,
2: I believe that's what they said it was a battery but fire. But
0: one of the reasons why they survived is because they kept the they keep kept the batteries in different fireproof Areas so that you could have one fire going in it and it not get to the other fires. The battery fire is the most common fire on the show, which is one one of the things. Um, I went to a taping last year of the show, and the thing you don't see much on the show, fortunately, that makes watching the taping really boring, is that almost every fight ends in some sort of toxic aerial event. And so they have to seal the box and a guy with a full body suit and a huge mm-hmm. vacuum hose comes in and airs out all the ta- the toxic yeah. air. I saw well, the
1: vacuum hose yeah, you, after yeah, the fire scene. Yeah,
0: except that takes a half hour or 40 yeah. minutes per three minute fight to clean out the explosions of batteries. Um, so it's wow. a really boring
2: day. Well, so it's like super impractical as like a oh, live yeah. show. Like it would never you work as a live show.
0: I liked going to see it for the first two hours and then I was extraordinarily bored because the fights are so short and you're far away. And a lot of them, especially in the early rounds, I had you watch the tournament because most you know, almost every bot in the tournament is good. There are some crappy bots and there are some fights where you just watch them kind of like limp around and then fail. Um, or just get stuck together and then just drag each other around, and to do that, and then you have forty-five minutes of degassing the building. It's really boring. Um,
1: yeah, I mean that was so. I used to watch this a lot when it was on Comedy Central when I was, you know, oh younger. Nice. yeah. And I haven't seen it any of it since then. But uh, kind of Back my when the Scar
0: the, Brothers were on it, and
1: Bill yes. Nye was
0: a, a correspondent.
1: Um, and my thing with this was going in because I mean, what was that? Ten at least ten years ago, yeah. probably longer. Twenty years, too, yeah yeah um yeah, it's almost 20 years and it's like that i expected um and i'm sure there is huge technological advances on the back end especially in terms of like the control devices i found really interesting yeah, to watch I but made- i was expecting like um a bigger jump in the like the tactics and uh, like, materials being used and types of robots, but it does feel like it almost has, like... Like, I'm not a big, like... Uh, I don't like UFC, really, but I've had a lot of roommates and friends who do, and, like, I remember when, like, UFC was starting to get popular like 20 years ago, you know, you would see different fighters from all around the world, and it was different styles, and... It was it would be kind of you know crazy and interesting, but as the sport has evolved and more and more people get into it and more and more work and research goes into it, it's kind of become down to like everyone does the same tactics, well, everyone does the same stuff. Yeah, and that like has battle absolutely
0: bots happened here,
1: kind of definitely has that as well. I, I feel mean. like if anything, twenty years ago you saw. More creativity and wild well, stuff? I, so, okay, so I will say, um, you're you're absolutely right ab- uh,
0: about that. But also, this year does have more. It, it also feels like there's more innovation here. So both those things are true. That's why I was just saying, as per usual, the tournament is dominated by sturdy vertical spinners. Because the bot that won three out of the last four years was not in this tournament. And all four of the semifinalists look pretty similar.
1: Oh, I want to see that bot. What was his
0: name? Uh, that bot, bot was was Byte Force. And it's just low to the ground. It's a box. Course. It's got little flaps on the front so it can get low ground, and it's got a vertical spinner in the middle. And I
1: really love the big ones. They did yes. do super well, but I wanted so how that's, tall can so yeah. they get?
0: So there is no height theoretically. There's a so it's all weight. You can have up to 250 pounds of robot, and you have some, some of the robots you might have noticed had what they call nuisance bots, which are little additional bots that hang out on their side that don't really do anything. Sometimes there's even like a drone. drone that shoots. Yeah. Um, yeah. those are just once you can do up to 250 pounds of robot in as many robots as you want. So sometimes there's like a three part multibot. Um, but the only things that win are the ones that are 250 pounds of solid armor and then a little spinner in the front. Um, but huge and mammoth were both novelty bots that actually got way better in their second years and started to actually look like they could contend.
2: And I like huge th- a lot. Yeah. I liked huge too. I didn't realize I, I, I spaced on Huge's yeah. name. I guess I, I did not realize this is who you were talking about. But I just Huge looked it up, and yeah, this was brilliant cool, this was a robot. because their
0: whole thing was that the big plastic wheels are like infinitely destroyable, and they like they're so flexible you can like keep hitting them and it won't matter. And the first year they were basically like, "Look, we're too big for you to hit." And then the second year they actually have a, a spinning bar in the middle that's pretty strong and can actually do some damage. And this was that super controversial one I mentioned. So the Hydra, the really beautiful flipper that was the number one seed in the tournament that did not win – And the guy who runs it is from a family that are all kind of mean-seeming. He has been really cocky. With that chin-strap
1: beard, he's mean? No way. (laughs) With the chin-strap beard and the Overside uh, bowling show? He was
0: already definitely a villain on the show. And then this year he was battling Huge and he just welded a bike rack, just two huge pipes on the front so that Huge could not get near it. And then just kind of nudged it around. It was the most boring fight. Everyone was furious, but Huge scored zero points, and he scored a tenth of a point, so he won. Uh, mm. It was really boring and stupid, and that really that's slows boring. the show down.
1: But, I mean, that's like, that is why, we, you know, you watch boxing in a movie, like, you know, the Rocky films, which won. This movie, I was just uh, listening to a thing about Rocky IV, so I kept just imagining someone wanting to throw in the towel Uh, like when Apollo was dying at the beginning of that, like during some of these particularly brutal fights, but like you watch boxing movies and like boxing is so cinematic and it's cool, but then you watch real boxing and it's like, you know, they're not just trading blows. It's a lot of grabbing each other. It's a lot of blocking. It's a lot of tiring people out. Yes. Um,
0: this definitely has that. I will say this year had some of the more exciting fights that I've ever seen, and certainly you can just skip the boring ones. It's not like there's a lot of plot to the show.
2: So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I skipped, yeah I skipped around quite a bit. There's too, there, there's a there lot of, there's a lot of talking. Much there's a lot of too downtime. Much downtime
0: for sure. Um, the thing about what well, you just said, that was really, uh, one thing that's interesting about what we just said was about how they, uh, um, so they don't throw in the towel necessarily. I've seen one time where a bot really did just say, please don't hit me anymore, um, which was <laughs> one of the full body spinners. So full body spinners are my favorite design, even though they like, aren't super practical. I think you saw one.
1: What, what was the one in this one? Gigabyte? Gigabyte, yeah. Gigabyte. Was the full body spinner? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So the what I love about Gigabyte is that it's like, my whole thing is a weapon. Go ahead. Hit me anywhere. Hit me in the weapon. You can't. There's no thing, it's not a weapon. Well, what it is, is it's a little square robot underneath the spinning dome. And yes. there was a fight last year. Where they got hit, the whole dome came off, and then it was just a small square robot of fragile parts and no armor. And they were like, "No, no, no please, please don't, please don't, please don't," because that everything in there, it's like probably twenty thousand dollars worth of parts that you could just destroy for no reason. So mm-hmm. they were like, "Please don't actually just waste my money."
1: Yeah, I mean, I wanted just the ride right gigabyte. Like, I wanted <laughs> just to sit on it and no, let it's it spinning. Heavy. It's around. all full of blades. Yeah. Well it's on the sides, you can sit on the top of it. What, it's got the so like little seats and everything. Really, yeah. yeah,
0: that is the closest to a murder roomba that there is on the yeah. show for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah it's very much it's a It's like a roomba yeah, fucked yeah, yeah. a merry-go round. It's awesome. It's <laughs> of, like of a... Yeah. Uh, well what okay, so other kind of merry go rounds are there? I just wanna keep t- <laughs> I just wanna <laughs> keep
0: talking about how much I like this show, but you guys both seem uh, well, Anthony, you seem especially underwhelmed.
1: No. No, I, I- Hey, I, I like it. I, like I said,
2: I used to love this. As you said a you kid. made it.
0: You said it was way worse than you said. There's very well, little happening like, in five hours.
2: Like, well, no, I think I think it's fair because I didn't even watch it that much, and I am also I I also had a similar vibe of like, wow, BattleBots is still very mm-hmm. much BattleBots, and I I think Alex, really, it's that we haven't kept up with this, and we've actually we actually agree with kind of your take, which is I, I feel like what you're saying is the kind of optimal mm-hmm. battle bot is not really gonna be anybody's yeah. favorite. Like there's just something about this design like looking back at this Bite Force guy, this like optimal just kind of like it's really low to the ground and it's got the little the little forks yeah, on the low front. ground is extremely uh, important.
0: So all the good bots have little forks on it. Um, there was a brief period yeah, where BattleBots
2: was... I, I don't like that as much, and I automatically pretty much rooted for any bot yes, that wasn't yes. that. There was like
0: a year or two where the sport act almost ruined itself, where um, they basically no one did weapons. They just built very low wedges, and you would just run into the other one and flip them over, and then not, you wouldn't do any damage, but yeah. you couldn't be hurt because you were all armor. And so they've changed the scoring over the years to emphasize damage done by your primary weapon. And I'm guessing they're gonna turn that up even more because that's what we wanna see, is we wanna see robots get ruined. We don't wanna see pushbots, we don't wanna see little flippers. There's a famous robot that a lot of people liked called Duck that was basically just a very small rectangle with a tiny duck bill on the front. And you couldn't destroy it, no matter, you could bomb the thing and it wouldn't be hurt, but it could never do damage. And it was really fun because it was cute, but it was – the fights were boring every time. So a lot of people liked looking at it, but no one liked watching it fight because it couldn't do anything. So that has gotten better. And I think – also, I think this year – so the big robots got some interesting things. There was a really interesting robot that wasn't in the tournament because a lot interesting robots frequently aren't. But there's a robot called Chomp. Right. Where there's this obscure part of the rules where your max weight is, is 250 pounds unless – your robot does not have wheels or tw- treads, but is a walking robot, and then there is no weight limit. So Chomp came back this year as a true six-foot walking or six-feeted walking robot that weighed 550 pounds, is insane to look at. Wow. And it seemed like it was going to be a juggernaut because it was so big, and it was amazing to watch move. And then it turns out it's just really bad at fighting, so they just made a brilliant robot for no that's like sucks at the sport, but it's really impressive and will probably get them all jobs. There was also a bot this year called Smee, which was like 14 feet wide. And it was just the idea was it had wheels on both sides. And it would like wrap you up with its stretchy middle part. And that didn't work, but it was fun. And then the best robot of this year that you didn't get to see because it did not do well was a robot called Rusty. So most of these robots spend $15,000 on batteries each season. Rusty, the whole robot, everything included, for the year, cost him about five hundred dollars. And the main, and it <laughs> had so much personality. It was this guy who built it by himself in his barn. And the top of it was a was his mom's popcorn bowl, which he took without permission. And so he kept asking people not to destroy the bowl because his mom would be mad. It was incredible. <laughs> it was so much fun to watch. Everybody loved it. So there are those things. That's the thing you missed by me having you only watch the tournament and not the regular season. If you can't yeah, win. Yeah. But they
2: are great TV. I think uh the the weirder bots are easier like I I like I found myself uh I watched kind of the first you sent us like yeah. four it's yes. like four episodes to watch. And I started uh at the beginning, uh and I think I liked some of those fights a little more than when I decided it was time for me to watch right. the ending. Yeah. Skipping to that was less interesting than kind of just like the just a random i guess i guess what it is is from if if you're not super invested in battle bots any fight will <laughs> yeah, do yeah yeah you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> so you just want to see the the interesting uh competitors i don't even remember what the name of the robe i was like rooting against the robot that won too oh, basically really? like the like whole time, the time. not that them. i disliked the people the people were great i just didn't like yeah, the design of the boring. robot i was just like yeah eh, I mean,
0: but you can see thing. if you look at that next to bite force you're like this is the same robot yeah. Like, one, one has treads, yeah. the other one has wheels. Yeah, heels, it literally looks yeah, they're exactly like the same I mean, I, similar.
1: I wish that they almost built them to, like, go the distance, and they had, like, five rounds. You oh. know what I mean? Rather than mm-hmm. this, like, short three-minute fight, which it's just about... I kind of agree minutes.
2: with you. Yeah, I think that would be I think the
1: main
0: awesome. problem with that is that that would just... It would even more discourage you from attacking, because um well also the batteries don't last more than a couple minutes but yeah they you burn out too fast and so if so so there was one um there was one of the really intense spinners where they were like this is the first time they've gone three minutes and were amazed the battery is still running because they're just spinning with so much power they're just putting all of the juice into spinning so yeah i i don't know if that would work from a technological standpoint but it does sound kind of interesting um they're the other things that you could do. So one thing, so there's a there's a British version of BattleBots, obviously, called Robot Wars, which as with any good competing franchise, was like two people who used to work together and then they split off and made competing shows and sue each other all the time. Um That's hilarious. but the British one, one thing they do is they have house robots. Which are just uh, uh, like nine hundred pounds, invincible, brilliant fighting robots that have a lot of personality because they were built forever by the whole show, by the show, and uh, don't have to keep fighting all the time. And they just get—you can like hit a button on the wall that unleashes that robot, and then the house robot will just go do damage on your behalf. And then there's also a button on the wall (laughs) that makes a pit open up, so you can push
2: the other robot into the pit. So it adds. Oh, I've seen this. I've yeah. seen Robot Wars. I never saw oh, BattleBots. I have Robot definitely Wars seen Robot Wars is great, this.
0: too, um, and one of the things that they, one of the things that allows is by having, like, oh, you can push them in a pit, there's, like, a different strategy besides just going weapon to weapon, and mm. I think that can be really fun. I was yeah.
1: curious, I didn't quite understand how the hazards work, which yeah. I also didn't think it, the show needs. I get why, again, it feels like we need to make this better in each yes. season. It's gonna, you're gonna add stuff, but, like, by the time they get to the point when it's like all these hazards and So yeah, let me give a quick around. rundown
0: for those of you at home about the hazards. So the battle box, big metal and plex, plexiglass square that everyone a cube that everyone fights in, and there are three main hazards. There's the screws which are just spinning metal screws on the side walls that do absolutely nothing. Then there's um the kill saws which are saws in the floor that come up randomly and do nothing. And then there are giant hammers attached to the walls. Um, And the hammers are controlled by the teams. So there's a person who drives the box who controls the saws and the screws. And basically, it seems cool in theory, but each year they've used them less and less because if the box kills you, it seems unfair. So they've basically reduced those to not anything interesting. But the hammers are controlled by a member of your team. So you can decide when to drop them. So
1: that's a little bit fun. That's the okay, hazard that's that actually interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cuz the hammer is actually like a tactical thing yes. that you can use. I the hammer fucked up a few bots. Yeah, it's it's
0: uh, fun. Um episodes. other fun thing about those from watching it live is that those hammers uh break constantly and you have to wait an hour while somebody comes in and replaces it. <laughs> um the uh the hammers are fun, the saws are basically just worthless. And that's but that's which is actually kind of true of you looking at other weapons. So these big spinning bars are really strong. The other weapons people use are hammers which basically you saw Beta briefly, which is this legendary British robot that is just beautifully built, so incredible. It has this pill-shaped – it looks like a beats uh, pill by Dre or whatever, that uh, Bluetooth speaker on the top, and it is uh, useless. It's a, it's a beautiful robot, and it just does no damage because a hammer on the top just isn't that strong um saws are really cool looking like sawblaze cool looking doesn't do any damage flippers are kind of exciting because the other bot goes high but it doesn't do any damage so we see that in the long run they're just not that actually actually that strong even though they're cool um and then flamethrowers which i will say for years i've been saying uh to myself because no one else cares that flamethrowers are a waste of time they're fun but they're a waste of time but this year we had two things one a flamethrower's tank exploded and it was great tv um because they just did not put the <laughs> enough armor around the the gas tank. And so one of the spinning bars hit it and it was just the biggest explosion. And everyone thought around the box thought they were gonna die. That was fun. And then the other thing that happened is one time a flamethrower got close enough that it melted one hose that was apparently crucial, and the other bot stopped. It's the only time I've ever seen <laughs> fire matter.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, it but looks it looks real. Cool. I mean, so does the rules... Uh, again, yeah. i want to kind of get back into this. So the rules were like... can Does it have to be ground-based? Like, can you make a big drone nope. that drops you stuff on can. it? You definitely can.
0: Well, so you can't drop. So there's you can't do projectiles. Projectiles are not allowed. Um... There was a season early on, I think, where there was you could have a projectile, so there was like a cannon bot um, that would, but you could only have one shot, and so if you missed, it was over. Um, so that did not last long, and I assume that's for the safety of everyone in the room that you don't build that kind of thing. Um, right? You can't do entangling devices either. There was a year where somebody threw a net and it just ruined the fight, and everyone got so mad at that guy. Um, there, the best thing about a drone was somebody had a drone as part of their bot. And Hypershock, which you may remember as the uh, Miami guys, bright yellow, really fast robot, but it wasn't quite strong enough. Beautiful robot. Um, And they were fighting a drone uh, or a, a robot that was part of the robot was a drone that shot fire straight down. And so he added on the top of his robot a rake on a lever. So he could press a button and the rake would just wave back and forth. And he swatted the drone out of the sky and it exploded in fire. And it was incredible. It was one of the most badass. It was a that's $3 awesome. rake. He went to Home Depot during the filming and added to his bot and just destroyed this fire drone. It was really good TV. That guy's great.
2: Yeah, I just, I, I found a picture of that. That's, that's so really fun. funny. Okay, that's so really, really let me good. ask you guys this.
0: So you Okay, um, what would you want? To make the show like would actually that would, because you seem like you guys both enjoyed it at least some, but are not committed to watching more of it. What could they do to the show to get you as geeked as I am about him?
1: Um, I think like small Ooh. portable EMP devices would be a pretty big game changer <laughs> in terms of, you know, having a robot that, that not could even really... Be in the rules. They might not have thought anyone yeah. would do that. Yeah, this, yeah, I mean, yeah, fucking, I, I imagine Battlebots has a lot of stuff that gets through on by the AirBud um, <laughs> principle of, like, nowhere in the rules does it say, say This robot can't. can't be a dog.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, the AirBud well, rule I, is such a great way to think of it. That, so that was what the net guy did. Is He was like, yeah. previous years there had been no nets. He checked. They forgot to write it one year, and so he shot a net, and it just ruined the fight, and everyone hated him, and they started the fight over and was like, yeah, but still leave.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I... <laughs> So I did. I, I messaged you about if you had ever watched the Hugh Jackman movie Real, Real Steel. Steel. No, I have yes, not. Which is it's um I, I mean, I saw it and I remember thinking it wasn't like awful. It's definitely the type of movie that, as the years come by, I feel like I hear people reference it a lot and like talk about how much they like it. But it is essentially battle bots, but with big, giant boxing. But the people robots. are
0: inside them, right? No.
1: Oh it's, no! Uh, you're just you just same okay. thing. You control them with a. Big controller. Um but like those fights, you know, are real dynamic and crazy and it's a movie and it's like big boxing guys and um I think just stuff like that just yeah. making the and stuff that will naturally happen as robotics gets bigger yeah. and easier to fabricate. I imagine, you know, like what like three D printing and all these modern technologies have made this stuff so, much so easier. The, the
0: walking robot I told you about Chomp, they did a version last year that had camera vision and AI to help it orient towards the other robot, which did not again, was a very impressive tech demo that did not actually help them in the fight very much. But that's another possibility of as robots get better.
1: Yeah, like if you could make like a giant, like imagine if somebody there's like, if it's on two legs, there's no size Uh, you know, size restrictions. If somebody literally came in with like a RoboCop looking motherfucker, just a big robot that could literally pick up the other ones and throw them. I would
0: be super Uh, into that. Or even just set it down gently outside of the box.
1: Yeah. Just go (laughs) and pit it out in the (laughs) ring out area. You know,
0: I love it. That's Uh, a great idea.
1: Has anyone ever used magnets in a big way? So, uh, uh, several of the, <laughs> so,
0: great question. I've never seen them used in a weapon, but several of the robots use magnets because the floor is metal and low ground is super important. So they use strong magnets in the base of the robot to hold it to the floor
2: so that it makes it so you can keep low Ooh. ground. Because one of the things that happens... Like that seems like cheating to me. Just my guts feel like that's no of cheating. There's
0: no rule that a dog can't play basketball.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> no right it, it, against it. Has anyone ever made like a cool... Robot that like splits into two. Well, so there uh, and are they can come back yeah. together.
0: So, so there are multi bots where it's like three little parts. Uh, they're three three separate robots. But basically, what that means is it's like it's like instead of one adult fighting an, an adult in a boxing match, she's going to fight three kids. It's not better. Like even though there's more of right. them, you're not like the yeah. He's, now he's like punching kids. That's not great. So it's just like now this robot just slowly beats, just explodes three small robots one at a time. Uh, So it's I like the idea. I like Anthony. You seem like you would be very good to have on a team as not for technical skills, but for just blue sky imagineering.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I'm just there's so many ideas running through my head. Like just pitching tasers. Has anyone taped the taser to the front of a? I don't oh, what would a taser a, do? How is a taser going to okay, help? electrical like charge might fry something in it,
0: mm-hmm. you know? Might uh, it, it set the tank, the fuel tank on fire?
1: Yeah, like a really powerful taser.
2: Yeah, just I love stick that. Stick that
1: on the front. I don't know. I, I, I feel like Power a taser prod? just inherently doesn't yeah. sound
2: like enough yeah. punch to me. You what know about what I mean? a,
1: okay, what about a robot that a few <laughs> seconds into the fight just opens up and, like, a small arm comes out holding a photo of your opponent's family <laughs> with, like, a gun to their head. Oh, yeah, classic blackmail <laughs> and, bot. I don't... Yeah, a classic blackmail bot. You yeah. know, uh, a it's, ransom bot. Yeah, ransom bot, exactly.
2: <laughs> I feel like the audience would know what was going on. You know what I mean? Like, they'd see it and they'd start yeah, putting they'd things be, together. Yeah. And and like, or oh, they'd be I like, think...
0: I'm putting this together and I'm impressed. Yeah.
1: Has... <laughs> you think there's ever been, like... um like somebody took a little payoff and threw a fight on purpose in,
0: uh, Oh, interesting. Autobots? Yeah.
2: Is this, is it rigged? Uh, that's is a it great fake? question. I might assume. Fake.
0: Well, so, okay. So I'm going to answer your joke question too seriously. So most of it's not, although there is prize money, which they almost never talk about, but there is like, it's not much and you definitely lose money just on the batteries that blow up each fight, but you do get more for each round you get to and for each win that you have. Um, but there may be a, there. I – I don't know if you guys ever read about this, but there's a there was a very famous uh, rigging scandal in sumo wrestling. Yeah. And the thing was, it's not that the top fights were rigged. It's that if a fighter had already qualified for the tournament and the other fighter had not, the one that had already qualified would phone it in to let that other person win so that they had a better chance of qualifying. Yeah. And even it, – like, it could even be kind of subconscious where you've already done well enough and you just want to not hurt the other person's robot um i could imagine that that is
2: happening a little bit so there's probably a little bit of that if you were to do some mapping of it how do you even what how wait how does that how did that even work in sumo like what did they get inside their brains did they inception them and they were like wait you didn't try hard well it was a it was math
0: it was somebody did a study of all of the fighters over all of their fights against each other and it would be like you beat this fighter 99 times out of 100 but the but every time you had already qualified and they haven't, they beat you easily. So and it happened so many times you could see easily that there was like uh, this is a pattern, this is not on accident. There's like a gentleman's agreement to let the other wow. person win if it's close.
2: Okay. So it was like it, it, it was, was a very clear I believe. thing. Yeah, like it was, really right. yeah, yeah, it was really happening with it was a lot of
0: big channel. Okay. But i and, and, Is someone taking payoffs? No, there's not enough money here for payoffs.
1: Yeah, and we all know from Alex notoriously being okay with cheating in sports and expecting it. Um, you know,
0: I am actually not that into it. There are people who really like I want. I, I really like the Tour de France, and there are people who are like, just let them all do drugs. I prefer a clean race myself.
1: Uh, I don't know. That's. I, I think if we go back to the Quay Show episode, I remember you being really. Pro cheating and well, professional so stuff. You mentioned sports. Uh, so
0: let's do a uh, last thing I want to do on this is I want to talk briefly about sports. So you asked ask this I before. Wanted,
1: I want one more question.
0: Oh, Okay. This is your uh, question. One more too. Blue sky
1: idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, great. Okay. Has anyone ever done like there was like a frog robot in yes. this one. But has anyone ever done like like a springy leg type thing? So like a, it's jump. like a like a jumping robot <laughs> like a yeah, like
0: exactly. like a, uh, like a, Spectre <laughs> a Gadget bot. foot bot bot
1: yeah or like one of those little toys you would get as a kid when you push down and it shoots up you know
2: like a pusher yeah po- like
1: imagine like a like a like a first off they they really went into different ways of pressurizing things they shoot up which I had no idea there were so many different ways to do that, I mean, that was the really two, yeah
0: there's compressed air yeah. and there's uh, hydraulics yeah
1: ladi da all right Alex um, <laughs> But, like, it's just a bunch of compressed air, and they can be up to 250 pounds, right? I would imagine a 250-pound robot shooting up in the air and coming down on you. I
0: you don't know how right? the coming you down part damage? would help, but I do like, like, put everyone's putting all their them money. Them. Yeah, the, I wish spikes mattered. Um, it's just so easy to have your top be spike-proof. Um, That You're basically a hammer bot at that point, but as like a way to get out of trouble. So one of the things that every robot has to have Mm. in 2020, you have to have a self writer or you're dead. So that means if you get flipped over, you've got some sort of lever that flips you back to your to your wheels. Or you can drive inverted but you have to have a self rider so if instead of just flipping over it you also had a i'm cornered and i don't like it and you it shoots like a spike into the ground and your your bot jumps over like a special effects truck or something um where it just shoots a ram into the ground and you go over to yeah that could be fun i like that oh that's cool i like this a lot i would love to be involved in this if i had either technical skills Time or money, and I don't have any of those things. So it does seem like you well, need at least. Yeah, well, I moves.
1: just I think about this audience. I just gave all those ideas away from These free. Are for free. Imagine yeah. I could come up with if you were paying me. <laughs> so you have any BattleBot people yeah, out if there? If you have a BattleBot team, those are his free we really, ideas. My,
2: you, do, you he's holding yeah. back other ideas. <laughs> right. He, yeah. He yeah this is a I, premium model of ideas. Uh, Imagineering.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If yeah, you yeah, want yeah. us
0: on a BattleBots team, we would be great team members, and
1: I. Will well, I don't know do what this "us" is. I ain't splitting my money with you. You two. know what? I was I've, talking about me. Yeah, yeah. Anthony's the only one well, here. Yeah, he he you be good
0: at the outfits and the doing the interviews portion because they are bad at both of those.
1: That's true. Yeah, those that's interviews were
0: rough. um Okay, so the last question. This thing you brought before, Anthony, and I want to make sure we t- we cover, which is, your wife is curious. Is this a sport? Uh, yeah,
1: So this is a uh, yeah, conversation my wife and I have every like nine months when we see something like this. The last time we had it was when we watched the Queen's Gambit. Mm. Um, but yeah, anytime sort of like I was talking about how BattleBots is a weird sport and my wife's like, is it a sport? It's not a sport. Uh, mm. And I'm like, well. We have this conversation a lot. We have it anytime like eSports comes up, which this essentially is. Yeah, this was... As I don't want you to I don't even
0: totally get away with Hunter's yeah. point, he said on, on our chat, but yeah, Hunter, you, you watched this and one of your immediate takes was... This is real... It's, it's real e-sports, life yeah. eSports, and, yeah. but it's And you mentioned the controllers, e-sports. Anthony, so like, there's a lot of them that have it clearly like, this is the standard RC controller, but some of them were literally using an Xbox controller, so obviously there's yeah. a way you can just plug a USB controller into a radio remote and set it up to do however you're comfortable driving so for many of them it really is just a video game where your parts cost a lot of money to replace
1: yeah and oh oh, another question about the rules are you limited to how many drivers you have
0: i don't think there's a limit some teams certainly a, a lot of teams have a driver and a weapons person and then a person running the hammer some teams do one person doing all three of those some teams i've seen at least three maybe you can even have four drivers probably there'd be a limit into what they would do and certainly mm-hmm. like imagine in any video game you're playing, if it's like two of your friends were in chart, like one was in the left joystick and one's the right joystick and you pressed buttons. That sounds it never works.
2: You always want it yeah, to. I, it always I, it
0: sounds
1: it sounds like well, it's more be honest. In, in like the way like puppeteering works. The right, way right, like right. you would have multiple people doing different things that you know, make the it main
0: one of- I think people do is just like, I'm going to drive and you just be in charge of weapon on weapon off. And then your main job is turn the, the, the weapon off so I don't burn out the motor if it's like about to hit a wall or something. Um, good question. Okay, so back to the sports question. So are to you, are esports sports?
1: uh i mean <laughs> no it's esports I mean, my i think like so head <laughs> <laughs> done it's the chess thing is always a great example because that's always what i go to anytime someone because you don't see it so much but like especially i remember like a few years ago when like espn 2 started showing like overwatch and yeah. dota and league yeah. you would just go on twitter and like espn would be trending because so many people would be like this isn't sports right. and I think it's like, well, where do you draw the line? Uh chess players. Is that is like chess, a sport? Yeah. I, I like think it's something too, you do competitively and it's a game. I would say
0: my gut reaction is that, that people have certain obvious lines that they would draw. So the, I think the general person would agree that chess is a game and not a sport. And I think so, I, which I do, I do think that makes esports really interesting because it could it could fall into game or sport for a lot of people. I don't know what makes something, or I don't know what what like what points do you get, what value do you get for being officially a sport? Maybe you could be in the Olympics or not. Like if the I Olympics mean, my, announced chess, I would think that was a
1: little weird. I mean, my thing is, I think that the the sports conversation is one thing. I think kind of the problem people have, and I think they just kind of frame it wrong, is I would say certain things are sports, but I wouldn't say the people who play them are athletes. Oh, okay. So what's a you what's know? a
0: sport with no athletes?
1: Well, I mean, I think
2: esports
1: is okay. a. I mean, but the thing is, you do have to train to.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Play a lot well, yeah, of those I, games, that, So, actually,
2: like, this it gets a little tricky there if you go the esports thing because, like, how if if you're gonna say, oh, they're not athletes, but so much of what they do is actually physical yes. in that, especially in esports, you age out of esports really fast, fast muscle? like way faster than like football. Interesting. Like, like you, I'm we. Everyone on this podcast right now is too old for all esports. Well, that window closed unless, for you. Just you know, completely, it, completely. Unless closed.
1: we were doing like a, it's like a psycholo- a game that's more psychological than physical. Right. Like like a like Street Fighter is a good example of like oh. you can be pretty old and
2: really do well in or, that still that's because. Fair. Fi- fighting games are a yeah. little yeah, bit be- different cause, because yeah. fighting
1: games are literally more like chess than they are like a competitive sport, right? But like
2: StarCraft, yeah. like if you're 25, you're too old and really? it's over. You're not you're yeah. not going to be a pro StarCraft but I, player. Like, I wanted because, to, but
0: why? Why am I too old?
2: Well, it's so like, because you, your brain is too oh, slow. You big dumb <laughs> old person is too slow. You have to do too many things. Crazy. In a not even
1: like not even just that, but like you see this with like Dota players. They age out really fast because it's you know so much of Dota involves clicking on a mouse, and mm. as you get older, the tendons in your finger. API, baby.
2: We're yeah. talking about is API yeah, right it, now. That's what we're talking about. You got a low API means you're yeah. too old, old man. can't play you like game.
1: Younger people who have better, like, younger tendons in their fingers can click and have more precise mouse control. So oh, as you no. get older in, in, like, playing a game that has, like, a lot of mouse stuff, like StarCraft or Dota, it's just, like, impossible to. But I, I feel like I kind of take.
2: Oh, did I say API? I meant APM. You know what? That's what I meant. It, actions yeah. per minute not actions Instance. per whatever i was saying yeah, before but i that's think that I mean.
1: like i can i will walk back the
2: esports own athletes thing because i do think that's fair but i, I think well it's just it's yeah. tricky it's like anytime you get into these conversations of like what is a sport what is yeah. art what is a game it just all gets goofy well, doofy and it's so hard nailing yeah, any of this I, stuff I, down
0: so, here, here, so i obviously like Unless there's a different money in it or something like it doesn't I don't know what it what's the benefit of qualifying something as saying it's not a sport, I think. But what, what is interesting, I think, to me, is discussing it in like what you're just saying about athletes and aging out and injuries, like whether or not we call it a sport. I think there's an interesting correlation that people that we think are not athletes because it's a video game. We have an expectation of that actually are doing a lot more things like an athlete would than we realized.
1: Yeah, well, I do, it's mm-hmm. it's like, I, I think, like, to that, like, I remember, like, it wasn't until I had a coworker of mine who was really into NASCO, uh, mm. like, 10, 20 years ago. And I, cause I always like thought of NASCAR. as like, yeah, the cars. You put a lot of work into that. And it was like, but what like the drivers? Yeah, yeah. Like they're the, not athletes. Yeah, the athletes. are the, same for the Ford
0: Motor Company or whatever. Yeah,
1: but that's that's what I said to him. Yeah. You know, and he was like, no, like race car drivers are incredible athletes. And he like broke down the fact that like it's it's true. <laughs> right. Like it, when you to, to do is. that, yeah, yeah. Anthony, when your
0: uh, yeah. made this argument, did you hate him?
1: No, he was a cool guy. Okay. That uh, sounds
0: annoying, and I feel like I don't want to hang out with someone like that. So I don't want to be that about game video games either.
1: No, he was uh, he was uh, a manager of mine. He was this big black dude who was obsessed with NASCAR, and oh. there was a novelty to that. I just yeah. could not get over. Sure. So I would always love to talk to him about NASCAR because he just I can't. Was it. I am
0: not it. into uh, r- car races, but I like bike races, and I also like yacht racing. I found out mm. recently, so but i like
1: bougie fuck alex no no it's so funny
0: i i what i i've decided this is what i think is interesting about this sports conversation is that i like some sports but i really like fringe sports more for there's something about the underdogness of fringe sports like i like bowling i like darts anything that espn2 would show that would make people be annoying on twitter that's probably what i'm going to enjoy i don't know why but I like, and I, I like, I, I'm open to esports. I haven't actually really enjoyed watching any esports yet, but I'm open to it, and I, and I believe that it is hard.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, with esports, you have this whole thing where it's, it's very hard to show a game as a, a third-party viewer. Like, most games aren't designed mm-hmm. to have, like, a whole playing field in front of you, like a basketball or something. Uh, I think it's always really funny that, like, so much of the... I think the, the fact that there's a, even a conversation around this and, like, when people get angry really comes from a pretty toxic place of people being like, no, my game when people throw balls in a right. hoop is a real game and yeah. it's a real sport that real men right, do. right? And it's not like you're video games and it's just a way to sort of justify that sort of like i yeah um,
0: yeah and especially when you're saying like oh it's weird that you're watching a game because like yeah you're just basketballs you're just watching someone play a game or like baseball you're watching of the 10 people on the field at any given time nine of them are watching another person play a game so you're watching Mm -hmm. people watch people play a game and, yeah, and before, like, I, my dad listens to baseball on the radio, so you're listening to a guy describe his experience of watching people watch someone else play a game. Like, yeah. and good for you. I'm glad that's fun for you. I, there's, it's, it, there's no point in like shitting on other people's like don't yuck people's yums if it's funny for you to watch.
1: Yeah, and- I I,
0: have not found it fun to watch yet, and I would like to, but I haven't.
1: Well, I so that's like the thing, like I've never found a game I enjoy watching professionally. I do so, like, you know what Evo is, Alex? It's like the big fight video, like video game competitive thing every year, and it's all fighting games. And so, there's like, you know, I will occasionally check out some stuff, especially because there's this guy named Sonic Fox who's like this really fun, really weird personality, and I'm glad that he's like. A role model for kids. This is so crazy, but like, there's <laughs> stuff like that. Like, I I was thinking about this because I was thinking about esports this morning when I was watching BattleBots and about how like I've never found anything that was as good as Hunter. You will know what I'm talking about, but you know the famous Daigo Street Fighter two moment. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and like if if I could get more of that, like that's the type of thing. Like every few years, I'll rewatch that clip. And I will just, like, think, like, maybe I should get really into competitive fighting games. Like, <laughs> I just love, there's something about it that's inspiring in the way that, like, kids who watch, like, you know, really love baseball as a kid can, like, have that, like, as a thing to drive them the rest of their life, you know? Um, All right. But yeah, if you, if you don't know what that is, I have Alex, no idea. I'll send you the, there's a very famous Street Fighter clip that's probably one of the most hype things ever recorded. And if it wasn't for this clip, I truly believe esports would not be mm. on like ESPN today.
2: Like mm. it's it's kind of a crossover moment for esports because it's a it's a Street Fighter thing that is so uh, ridiculous and so readable at how ridiculous mm-hmm. it is that even if you don't understand anything about Street Fighter, you can tell that something very impressive yeah, and is happening it- just by the way the characters are moving. It's like. Wait. And, what? And then, uh, and then everyone just yeah. The context out about it,
1: like it's the final match of the championship, and it's the la- how the last match ends, and it's like literally there is. Uh, Evo used to be held in like conference rooms at hotels, and then this happened, and five years later, it's like in stadiums.
2: You know what I mean? Like it was. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of a flashpoint for esports because it was just such a big is such a big clip. It's like a it's just like a viral clip. Of something happening esports wise, and then ever since then, it feels like esports so, has been. This is exactly much how bigger. I got into
0: cycling, and why I watched the America's Cup sailing race this year is the same. I, same reason I will, I know that I will enjoy that clip you're about to send, which is that when I find something that people are super excited about that I had never even thought of being exciting, it's really fun. I think I like oh, watching yeah. and trying to figure out why people are enjoying it so much. I can do that and have a good time. I like. Um, and I like, yeah, just like watching people get super stoked for something mm-hmm. that I'm not that invested in. It's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a huge sports guy in general, but every time when I, especially when you could go out and I was uh, a drinker and I loved an excuse to do that. Like oh, sure. anytime the blazers were in a big game, yeah, me and my wife, we would go to a bar that we know would be packed with people. Totally. And like my wife and I still talk about it. a few years ago, Damon hit like this, there's three at the, at the buzzer, and the the went insane, yeah. and it was like one of the best nights of her life, yeah. just because the energy is so, it's contagious. What I love I about that is it does
0: not even limit it to one night. You could be talking of at least three different nights that I'm thinking of, but yeah, it's yeah I, one of those three pointers. I was at a bar watching, and one point I was at Helium at the comedy club watching with our friends who liked like Nick and and Brandon. Like just being in a crowd of people flipping out about something like that is just incredibly fun. Uh, yeah, I, I. it's interesting. It's interesting to me. I will say, if you think you are, if you're sports curious, but not into sports sports, I highly recommend you watch this miniature golfing show called Holy Moly, because that is the king of all sports. So check Holy it out. Moly. All right. We have one more thing, stupid thing I want to do, and then we're going to wrap for the day. All right. So for our final segment today, the argument, we are going to have a three-way battle royale pop culture robot tournament so here's how this is going to work we are each going to choose a selection of robot champions and they will go up against each other uh in this match uh right i'm going for that um so uh great so here's what we're gonna do uh we'll start out um i'm gonna start i'm gonna have hunter you be the judge to start so anthony and I are each gonna pick a robot okay from Pop culture, movies, TV, um, and then we're going to tell you about them, and then you're going to judge which one of those will win on the three BattleBots criteria: control, aggression, and d- and damage with its primary weapon. And then, which <laughs> whichever one wins, okay. you will then pick a challenger and go up against them. So, well,
1: I I have a few questions yes. about where are we drawing the line with robots? Hundred percent so robot
0: bot, no cyborgs.
1: No sci- What about like an android? Like an uh, android. Oh, androids robots? for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Definitely. It's just got to be all, all bot, bot, no basically. person. And no, also no it bio. has to have a
0: body, no pure AI. You can't be like the Hal or whatever. You we need to have something Okay, and not because out. okay, that was that was going to be one my Not because it be picks. fun. But, well, yeah, you know yeah, not because it, it
2: it it would how just do you be evaluate hard to imagine it. Yeah. that fight? Where it's like they're going to fight right. physically. It's going to be a fist fight. So if Hal can't fist fight, then that's totally. just somebody punching. It's a his, physical fight. You so, know, know, so if it's like, yeah, if, it's like
0: if it's like Terminator is walking around in the ring and Hal is just going, I'm winning, I'm winning. Not a great fight. Um, so uh, I want a physical body and I want no human parts. So I will go first. My first champion in this fight, the Tin Man.
1: Uh, that's a good answer. His primary I'm... weapon, an axe. <laughs> um, <laughs> primary. Uh, i going to not well oiled. Well, I mean, I think Tin Man kind of breaks your rules because he was a man at well, one point. We got
2: toned to tin. That's true. Um, oh. Okay. Well, that's a did- He's also a dream character. I, I be- on... so I
0: believe he was a man, but he is now all tin. No, no. I think
2: Wait, I, I'll. Here. I'm the judge here, Alex. Thank so you. I'll. I'll tell you what I decide. Let me. Let me. Uh, listen to my heart. Uh, and it says, yes, yeah. we will accept I mean, it's a
1: real it. ship of Theseus thing well, with
2: him, feel, right? Like, wait, let's just replace now, now everything. No, I just want to
0: clarify, not just your heart, but I thought he was invented by a person and was all tin at the beginning in the original story. Is he, like, a guy didn't want to do the work, so he...
2: I have not read the original story, so I can only go yeah. by what I know. Okay. From the well, film. I mean, in this case, could I say like
1: Pinocchio is a robot? Uh, yes. Oh he's yeah. Kind of like... Dude, magic, magic <laughs> robot. Do you think of that? For it's sure, like you can do that. case weirdos, no, but no, I, I that's not going to be my my first suggestion. My first suggestion is going to be a little unfair because I'm playing towards the ref's. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Favor. Yeah. You got to work the ref. Um So I'm going to work the ref here a little bit, and I'm going to say in my fight to fucking annihilate. The tin man without a doubt uh would be my boy data uh oh. who's the best robot
2: <laughs> i thought you were going like way hardcore <laughs> no. compared to that like you're like he's gonna just normal. nail him data data would, data data's pretty yeah. smart and he's super
1: and strong he's gonna, and invincible like basically invincible. I mean, data well, they're all kind
2: of invincible fun- but, yeah, but honestly, they're kind of similar characters. Yeah. It's funny that you picked Data. In the Data's tin not band quite as silvery very... looking,
0: but he is very pale. Yeah, yeah but the thing with
2: Data yeah. is, like,
1: if he wanted to, he could kill every human on the Enterprise without flinching. Right, he's
2: so- now. Uh, Okay, uh, real quick, uh, some clarifications I have to ask. Uh, So is this Data with or without the emotion chip from uh, Star Trek, uh, one of the movies, with the emotion? Does he have the emotion chip? Well, I
1: would say this is Data when he gets the emotion chip and Laura makes him evil and they take over the Borg. Um, And he's like evil Data. I'm going to go with that one. So he does technically have the emotion chip, but it's like a different corrupted version or something um
2: okay spoilers yeah, for that oh, episode yeah, spoilers yeah. For <laughs> season finale yeah while i was while you were doing that i did look <laughs> that's a horror that's uh, okay first of all star trek aside that that season finale yeah. blows and it's in the it's smack dab in the middle of great star trek uh, next yeah. generation. So it's such a bummer that okay. that sucks. Well, it's a so real
1: like this show. Okay, we're wrapping up in a season. What stuff we don't want to take into the movies with us? Uh,
2: let's yeah, wrap up the board. Right, More right. this this ch- Let's it's- bring lore back. Yeah, yeah. It's so tired by the. I will that say, point. thank anyways. you for talking
0: about something I didn't care about long enough for me to Google this. You're totally right. The Tin Woodsman is a cyborg, and according, to, he's a former human, and according to El uh, Frank Baum, is still alive. So. Um, but let's assume what I imagine the Tin Man to be and not what he actually was just for the sake of not picking a new fighter. But also if Data yeah, yeah, yeah. kills him, it's um, murder.
2: Okay, so list out the criteria so the again, and you, give you, you, you... can assign up to guts. five
0: points in each of these categories, uh, or I think uh-huh. it's seven. Okay, so five points for control and aggression, and you can split those up however you want. So you can give five to Tin Man, five to Data, or three and two or whatever. Um, same thing with aggression, and then seven points for damage with the primary weapon.
2: Oh my god, this is actually kind of complicated. Or you could just uh, make it uh, up, okay. Who cares, so it's not real. Yeah. Okay. So so mm-hmm. for control, uh, data data's. Uh, well, wait. He has the emotion chip, and he's with. Actually, I'm I'm gonna actually I'm gonna get rid of your. We're just gonna do regular. It's regular. No, this is great because if he
0: has the emotion chip, then does the, is the Tin Man after he gets a heart? That was basically the same no, story, no. He get I don't want to go down that kid. road. I, no, 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 no. And no, Alex, no. Make them Alex, generic. Yeah, Make them the generic. T- just how we meet the, them.
1: The Tin Man doesn't get a heart. He had it the entire what? time. What? Okay, good. Even better. Please, he even finds it on. out. <laughs> but, but
2: if he yeah. doesn't know he has the heart, he if basically you get doesn't one have it. Anyway,
1: fucking thing <laughs> wrong about the Tin Man, Alex. I swear right. to God. I just I thought it would be funny. So control,
2: control, control for control I'm definitely giving yeah. it to data. Data is way more of a in control of himself mm-hmm. type uh yeah. character. Uh the tin man kind of breaks down a little bit. Uh he get he rusts and stuff and has to be fixed by his friends. Data doesn't have uh those totally. kinds of problems. So I'm going to give control mm-hmm. to data. What's uh, the aggression. next criteria? One. Aggression that's I'm uh tie. Right. Not they're neither of them are particularly mm-hmm. aggressive. They're both kind of yeah, uh hoobers, goobers. So now here's the
0: here's the one that's kind of more important blankets, later. Actually. Uh damage with the primary weapon. So what is Data's primary weapon?
2: See a phaser. Oh. Uh he, he uh, yeah, well he has a phaser. He even does he He occasionally karate okay, chops people plus karate
0: chop whereas the Tin Man has uh his primary weapon is an axe
2: and his an yeah. axe, yeah. So obviously, cooler weapon, the mm-hmm. axe. I would say cool points for the axe, but I think Data is going to yeah, win if you're there too. a phaser. That's really not, just beca- not fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a gun, and it, it will yeah. shred problem, Tin Man problem. shit. You know what I mean? Like, Data's going to shoot at Tin Man, and he's going to burst into the flames. And the thing about making
1: basically. the Tin Man a, a champion here is that it's going to be a real bad look when it comes out about the teenage girl he hangs out with a lot <laughs> uh, and all the weird stuff he does with her. All right, uh, I don't
0: want to do know. this. I do want to mm-hmm. say, right, so you know, Anthony wins the first round. So the second round is, <laughs> I'm going to judge. It's going to be Data- versus and uh, uh hunter your champion who would you like to nominate as okay. your robot from a movie champion to fight against data
2: oh i love this game because i'm i i'm wild card just picking someone that i think can expertly take yes, down you can, data. But remember i um, am a
0: different judge than you were i might have i might an, uh, analyze these things differently so yeah
2: i don't care um so this is a huge uh-huh. spoiler but and, and also kind of up for interpretation. So you you know, whatever. You can give your pushback on it. But I'm pretty set okay. on what I think. I choose Harrison Ford uh, from Blake. I thought, him, I I thought, thought that might happen.
0: One. Uh all right. What's, does he have a name?
2: Uh Deckard. his name is Harrison. It's Rick yeah. Deckard, but his name is for Harrison sure, Ford for sure, to me. Yeah. He's grumpy and he's really good at specifically this job of killing data oh that's so true this is literally his job my friend he's
0: retiring other okay what is his uh primary weapon also a gun
2: Deco's really cool iconic gun he has
0: yeah what so and remind me what that gun shoots is it bullets or is it like uh future space. I don't know.
2: It looks like a damn hair dryer. Okay. Is what it looks He's got a like. Hair dryer. It's one of those hair dryer. Yeah, I remember pistols. being
0: big, but I don't remember what it actually does when it hits somebody. It fires
2: like bullets. It
1: kills it's
0: bullets. Them. Okay. So it's, but yeah. so we got bullets versus phaser, which is kind of interesting. Um, Hmm. So, okay.
2: Also, I just want to emphasize his job yes. is killing. Okay so, here's Dana, my, so. <laughs> okay.
0: so let me break it down. So control, I'm going to say, although Harrison Ford may be very good at his job data is the smartest right isn't he infinite smart so i'm
2: not infinite smart but very smart, smart So i'm
0: gonna say control still goes to data aggression though harrison ford's job Whoa. is murder data has other jobs so uh aggression points for sure to harrison ford um damage from the primary weapon is interesting though because i do feel like phasers are better than guns uh than bullets guns but that like we just know objectively that his gun is very good at this sort of thing um let me ask you having not seen the the uh, it's been a while since i watched blade runner i've not seen the other blade runners is there anybody he tries to retire uh, that it doesn't work
1: other blade runners Isn't there well 2049 there's one yeah, of the
0: okay the other one and in the video game i don't know anyway what? is there ever a time where harrison ford tries to retire someone it doesn't work
1: I don't want to spoil well, Blade actually, Runner for you. Oh, oh, damn! But yeah, I don't yeah. Want, I mean We watched Blade Runner together. It's just but been yeah, a while. He does, not, he does not successfully kill BD at the end,
2: but it kind of oh. doesn't matter. Yeah, he, he does not.
1: Interesting.
2: But also, now it's heavily suggested that he's good at his yes. job. And
1: also, but... I think Data would definitely not, you know, would not fall for. Uh, Decode's classic weird silly voice uh, mm. trick he does. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I do he, like the silly voice. <laughs> pretending a detective I forgot
0: the ending of that scene? movie, but I'm going to have to say, based on that, uh, I'm going to have to actually give this to Data again. I think Data's going to get away at the end, Damn, man. Dude. I think.
2: I, I kind of love I, it. I think I the, if, it. I, if it
0: had been ended differently. All right. So Data is still our champion. Uh, so, uh, Hunter, you're judging again. My. What? i don't get a judge no because you just... win uh, you have to okay. lose well, you gotta first, lose man. first man mm-hmm. um, gotcha so gotcha.
2: here's who i am <laughs> you pick you pick you pick the, the, too good. the, the fucking destroy bot however data. it's about to get
0: interesting i am going to nominate for my second champion to face data mecha godzilla
2: i give it to data okay <laughs> yeah. so let's let's watch he's back. so big though ah <laughs> uh, but data's no, pretty big too
0: Mechagodzilla. <laughs> so like
2: Brad Spiner is pretty yeah. tall. He's a pretty He's like tall 60. guy, and I love Data. Mecha Godzilla is like 160 feet tall.
0: Uh, 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 well, okay,
2: also, which which Mecha Godzilla yeah. from
1: 1974 Godzilla film Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla? I, uh, I I I feel like you're breaking your rules again too, because doesn't Mecha Godzilla is like built out of a dead other monster hey, that they listen. repurpose, Anthony, so it is like a Anthony a cyborg, oh yeah, it's
2: sort it's of a like a... Cyborg. Anthony, I would like
0: you to not say that I'm breaking my own rules so much as I do not know stuff. I did not uh, remember that about Tin Man. I no, definitely did not I think know that you about are, this.
2: you. You have vindictively. Well, and there's been a lot of different Mecha Godzilla's. Let's let's be fair. There's been a lot of different Mecha Godzilla's, and I bet you at least one of them is. Pure and do you think robot, any one of them could be I data? Bet. I don't think. Uh, to be honest, so well, let's run down. Uh-huh. Okay, so control data's uh pretty smart mecha godzilla is big and he can't hide but but
0: how could you control mecha godzilla how could you outsmart him
2: but data's really crafty man like okay like put it this way like yeah obviously it would seem silly to give it Mm -hmm. to data but if there was a star trek episode where data had to beat mecha godzilla okay but if there was a
0: godzilla movie where he had to beat data i think he would it depends on whose franchise is. The, it's
2: the home field. Well, Mecha Godzilla is the bad guy, though. So Mecha Godzilla probably would lose yeah. in Mecha Godzilla versus <laughs> no, Data. <that's> <laughs> yeah. I, I really <laughs> want to. Um,
1: I really wish I had, like, sweet modding skills.
2: So, oh, my God. So I
1: could mod Data <laughs> and Mecha Godzilla into Shadow of the
2: Colossus. I'm just imagining Data uh, stabbing a giant
0: um all
2: right uh
0: final ruling hunter
2: no okay okay let's be real uh and i don't want to keep talking about data from star trek although i could do that all day um it's got to be mechagodzilla just because of the raw power but now we've got well, right, big already big so always we're better. we'll find going out big.
0: because uh now anthony is going to judge hunter who are you going to put in the next battle against mechagodzilla uh
2: well okay so we started mm-hmm. down this road alex you you know you it's this is kind of a you, you show me yeah. a 10 foot wall i'll show yeah. you an 11 foot ladder uh unicron i don't and even know who unicron is.
0: got to google this
2: unicron is the transformer uh. villain from the transformers movie with orson welles this is the last movie oh, he did before he died yeah uh, r.i.p orson welles uh unicron is a giant robot like evil god mm. robot and it's a giant robot and it eats planets it's like Galactus, which would be a good place to go well, from no, here. I, I, I and then think after Galactus, then we have to stop, this. I guess. Um, yeah. but-
1: well, I, I would say the only robot I know that can kill a god is 9S uh, from near Automata. So All I right, would this say... Is too
0: far past me.
2: 9. Uh-oh, now okay. we're getting really weird. But anyway, so I, I pick so Unicron. So Anthony,
0: you have to judge between Mechagodzilla and Unicron, both villains... Um, I will say just in my defense, one of them is harder to Google because it looks like a misspelling of unicorn.
1: <laughs> uh, I was really hoping you were going to go with the, uh, giant made spaceship from Spaceballs. That's a good, uh, that was on my list, that was uh,
0: one of my possibilities.
1: In terms of where to go after Megazilla, but no, it's, it's definitely Unicron. Uh, okay. Unicron, uh. What is the like, primary weapon of Unicron? Death. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he eats no, planet of Planets. Like, okay, <laughs> great
0: um all right fair enough unicron is the winner so uh anthony you are going to fight hunter now unicron versus whom who is your champion your second champion
1: well i wanted to say 9s but i don't think either of you know much about that Um. um I don't. Yeah, no, I don't. I, you, you could I now don't. say
0: that spaceship if you hadn't already yeah. uh given it no, away. No, I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna swerve and I'm gonna go with uh Wally. Oh, the power of
2: love. Oh shit, yeah. dude. I thought
0: that was a possibility. I thought that might come. Mm. A- uh,
2: but but Alex hates um, Wally.
0: You know what? No, I hate I hate the one that looks like the uh, I like I hate the other one. I hate. Eva. I think Wally Eve. is fine cuz Wally's a garbage robot, just doing his job. Um I well so here yeah, so my my gut says what so I don't know anything about Unicron um, except you said he eats planets. Um, but
1: what is Wally's mm-hmm. good? Wally's job—he's job, hired
0: to clean up an entire planet by himself. So he also kind of eats planets, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, Wally also has the yeah. most
2: dangerous. Kinda, the rate is a little different, though. Would you give me that maybe Unicron might eat a planet yes. like a snack
0: Wally would do it whereas, over a period of
2: years with Wally, and years. We're kind of talking about well, like his I, whole I life. I think
1: you guys are forgetting that Wally has the most powerful weapon uh, of all time. Well, not love. That's the second most powerful, oh. most powerful weapon of all time. Is uh, comedic timing oh, comedic and <laughs> you know, like he he would just stumble into stuff and accidentally hit the mm-hmm. self destruct button I, and yeah. get out on
2: time. You know like I, that is. I just want to I just want to point out real quick. I I passed on letting data mm-hmm. win, and I <laughs> love data, but for the good of the exercise, I I put my my own biases aside and I picked mm-hmm. Mechagodzilla which is just a dumb robot Uh dinosaur. And in response to that, I give you probably the dumbest robot I could think of. And so Anthony responds
0: with the cutest robot possible. And I feel like what Mm -hmm. obviously is going to happen is Unicron versus Wally is going to look a lot like uh, the uh, the the Imperial walkers versus a Jedi, or no, versus the teddy bears on on the moon is that Wally is going to find a cute way to trip Unicron and he's going to hurt himself.
2: Yeah, Wally comedic- is clearly going to win you. with me time. Dare you, Alex? I would be okay with Anthony doing this, but <laughs> you just did this to me. You just you just have no look, uh,
1: look nat- You just did this to me. Look, <laughs> naturally, we all know that this the only logical conclusion for this game to end up at is us pitting the mental image of the T1000 murdering Wally execution style into the heads of all the realists. Right. so I was I was
0: t- I was <laughs> trying to decide between the T1000 or a stepford wife. That was my main decision here or possibly Tom Servo from MST. Good. Those are my last three robots. I but you're right. I think the answer is clearly Wally versus the T1000 for the final match. Uh, Hunter, you're deciding. Are you going to be the person <laughs> okay. who tells everybody that the T1000 just cuts Wally into little bits and doesn't give a shit, or that Wally somehow sneaks out and and wins?
1: He he tones into Eva. What about and oh. then when Wally comes up to him, he pits his knife sword arm, to his head like uh, the T1000 did to John's stepdad. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, um Adopted dad.
2: Yeah, maybe something like that happens, like, you know, T-1000's like, ah, and then he, uh, like, has, he's, like, sneaking Look, up by on the Wally way, or whatever. Sometimes
0: you guys make fun of the fact that this is one of many, many shows talking about movies, uh, podcasts about it, but I will say, from my brief Google, I don't think anyone has ever publicly discussed the T-1000 murdering Wally in a BattleBots fight. We might actually be breaking ground here as a podcast.
1: Yeah, having them fuck each other—that's that, all <laughs> over the internet. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. That's <laughs> fight, Oh, don't that's Google new. that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can't go to Tumblr without seeing fucking Wally blowing the T one thousand. The so. slash
0: fic. Uh, so maybe, okay. Well, maybe that's the answer then. Maybe, um, maybe they don't fight. Maybe Wally and the T one thousand fall in love. Maybe they fuck. Yeah. T one
1: thousand is just like, yes, this- who am I killing, John? For myself. Or Skynet. Right. What right. does Skynet ever do to me? Right. Do for me?
0: Huh? Right. Whereas, yeah, and Wally, right. you know, maybe he's like, look, i I, you know, I terminate, I terminate people. I don't terminate robots. I kind of like you, and then they yeah. form a, and then yeah, and then it becomes Slashfic.
2: And there's, there's. I mean, a, imagine no being the T800. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, everyone's making strong arguments. I'm gonna half. To give it to Data. Um, so Data wins.
0: So that, yeah, that's clearly the ending. Is he that Wally back. and the T-1000 are in bed. Smoking cigarettes. And Data comes in and fe- shoots them both with lasers in the face. Just chops yeah. their asses. I love it. And then the winner is Data. Nice job. I like that you gave that back at the end. That is our Battle Bots Battle Royale Pop Culture Robots segment. Please write in podcast at read.com or on twitter or facebook and tell us your fave matchups there's so many that did not come up i would love to see dolores abernathy versus r2d2 i'd be interested in uh, johnny five versus the robot butler from kimmy schmidt I would certainly watch the the fembots fight off Pacific Rim robots. I'm all I'm all for this. I think there's a lot more good fights
2: out there. I like those. Do You remember that trash can robot from Star Wars that they're like oh, yeah. torturing? <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, part? the droids are torturing. <laughs> That's all. I love that it. That always makes me laugh a lot. Where he's like, <laughs> yeah, they're like tickling like his feet. And he funny. hates it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's so many good minor character moments in Star Wars. I feel like people I don't agree. talk about it enough. Like, that's where that movie really shines. Everything else is pretty <laughs> yeah, dumb. Uh, but the little yeah, stuff. Do you guys
1: remember when the um, the human devil is at that bow on Tantooine? Uh, when they go into the Oh yeah, yeah. Just, the just the devil's there. It's just like why is that? <laughs> that's the thing I owe the devil every day goes to this little bow on Mos Eisley and Tatooine <laughs> to listen to his favorite He's just like hiding He's out just, there. You no, know, he just goes there to listen to his favorite jizz band play his <laughs> yeah. favorite music.
2: He loves that good good jazz. Right. I wish we weren't ahead, but we we're ending there.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We will be back again next week with more great content. Next week, uh, we will not be talking about The Devil and His Jizz Band. We will be talking about the Oscars. So for the next few weeks, in the lead-up to the Oscars, we're going to watch some or possibly many of the Best Picture nominees. Specifically, next week, we're going to do an Oscar Best Picture double feature. We're going to watch two Netflix nominations. We're going to watch Mank and The Trial of the Chicago 7. So we're going to watch... It's basically a a battle of two people who write... Directors who write characters to sound like robots. So it's kind of a continuation of BattleBots. Uh, It's David Fincher uh, versus... What's his name? Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Thank you. My brain is dumb. Um, Anyway, Sorkin versus Fincher next week on the pod. We're going to talk about both of those um, fine films and the other Best Picture nominations in the weeks ahead. Please let us know what you think about those if you have any questions or comments and tell us more about your robot fights. We want to hear about them, social media and on and podcasts at read com. We appreciate everyone who writes into the show. Thanks for being here, Anthony. Great chatting with you.
1: Yeah, this is a lot of fun. And As Hunter,
0: always. always a great time talking with you. Enjoy the
2: rest of your box set.
1: Yeah! Oh, I don't like that one at <laughs> well, all. One, I didn't get enough of it. Give, give me a bit more.
2: That one was that was really loud. I didn't mean for it to be that loud. I don't even know and, why it's that well, loud. Keep fighting. But...
0: you keep messing around with your voice, Robot, and
2: I'm I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna get it going. Oh, this one's bad. This one's bad. I like.
1: Yeah, you like it. Okay, we'll talk
0: to you next week. Goodbye.
1: Bye.